You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's now time to turn back the clock and catch up with some old friends of A's past, exclusively on A's Cast. This is Where Are They Now? Vince Catronio sits down with alumni of the Oakland Athletics to reminisce and discuss current adventures. Here's Vince Catronio. This is going to be a fun episode of Where Are They Now? Rajay Davis joining us, who didn't start his big league career with the athletics, but maybe cut his teeth and had a chance to use the athletics the first three years and came back in 2017 to build a 14-year big league career, 415 stolen bases, over 1,100 big league hits. How important were the A's, Rajay, for you uh, to make all those things happen? Well, actually, the A's actually gave me a great opportunity. I, was, I had just got released or um, put on waivers from um, the Giants, and so that was in a really low point in my career when I got that call from Billy Bean um, letting me know that you know I just got picked up um, by the by the A's, it was like a new breath of fresh air um, for me because I had been home, you know, kind of pouting and, and crying and doing all that stuff because I just got my re- released for the first time, and that was a um, that was a really down and low moment. But to get that call three days later um, brought new life, and that was one thing I didn't want to experience for the rest of my life. And you had so many great experiences in your big league career. I mean, like you mentioned, something that was negative that turned into a positive. And you're now working for MLB, uh, an umbrella of a variety of subjects. Uh, what are the things that Rajay Davis is working on for Major League Baseball? So one of the things is really um, just kind of bridging the gap um, with uh, building relationships throughout uh, Major League Baseball, um, player personnel, um, on staff, and and really um, being a, a face, you know, um, you know, and you know, really showing up at the ballparks and you know, letting guys know um, what MLB is doing with their marketing team and you know how guys can help um, their their own brands um, with um, uh, Major League Baseball and working with together with uh, the players, kind of promoting themselves to help really grow the game. I think that that's the most. Um, uh, significant thing that I, that I that I'm doing is trying to um, bring more awareness to what MLB has available as resources um, to to really give to to players. You're also working with the future of of baseball. You worked the breakthrough games, I think, down in Vero Beach. You've been at the Combine, which is in San Diego this year. You're a guy that was a 38th round pick, which doesn't even exist anymore. And if the, if I'm accurate, if the story's right, you borrowed gas money to go to Pittsburgh just to go get noticed before you were even drafted. How important are those stories when you're talking to these kids and just saying, look, if you have a dream, let's help you follow and try to realize these dreams? No, absolutely. I mean, it's going to take some, some really guts. It's going to take some heart. It's going to take you... Um, it's going to take a lot of sacrifice, and but when you've already gone through that, you can share that with others and 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 be authentic with it. You know, everyone obviously doesn't have the same story, um, but to have that story and and to go through and and to be an example, I think it's 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 inspiring for a lot of young athletes. The breakthrough games were for the African American community. So when you saw those young players, those young kids trying to take the next step forward in learning and excelling at the game. What did you see? So we saw a lot of talent, 
um, young talent, uh, more like showcase talent, right? So guys are, um, they have the talent, they have the ability, they could, they could, they could throw along uh, strong, um, they got strong arms, they can you know, hit the ball really far, um, but the baseball instincts, the, the ability to play the game, um, doing little things, going first and third, is, um, is where we come in as coaches, you know, me going down there to help coach these, these younger players and how, how we can play the game more effectively, right? And with uh, being aggressive on the bases and, um, and not only just, you know, showcasing your talent, but um, doing it in a way that is, um, could help your team win. Rajay Davis joining us in our Where Are They Now segment, 66th all-time in stolen bases. That says a lot. There's been over 20,000 people to don a big league uniform. When you came to the A's, you had speed, and certainly those numbers indicate that you were a good base stealer. I wonder how many conversations did you have with Ricky Henderson, and what was that like? Did you get a chance to pick his brain and maybe some of the things that he helped build or strengthen the foundation you had as a guy with outstanding speed? I was fortunate enough to have a foundation coming up through the minor league system. I stole over 20 bases, or 200 bases in, in the minor leagues. Um, but in the big leagues, when you when I got to the big leagues, it was a real challenge because now I was faced with uh, analytics, you know, <laughs> analytics. And analytics um, suggested that, you know, I don't run, right? And so I have been this player my whole career and um, you know, changing that my DNA was not in was not in my future. I, I was not about to change, and and so when I talk with Ricky Henderson um, concerning you know, stealing bases, and he's like Raj, he, he gave me some great advice, <laughs> as only Ricky can. <laughs> Raj, hey, you know sometimes hey, you just gotta go, and he get and he have these great, great, great excuses. Hey, I, you know, I thought you, you know, said stop, you know, stop where, stop at second base. That's the next base, you know, the, you know, just like these these funny um, suggestions that he would have. But you know, hey, he 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 told me, hey, you, you might just have to go, but you 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 gotta be safe. He's gonna make sure you're safe, you know. And so I, I tried that, and, and I was safe. And then the manager was still coming in and try to, you know, um, you know, discipline me. But you know, those those that his his words were encouraging for me because um, that I was at the point where I hadn't really established myself at the major league level and stealing bases. And for him to say that, knowing I could do it, um, you know, um, it, it really meant a lot and helped me to continue to push and, and to make it a thing. Rajay, those seasons, those first ones that you played with the A's in 8, 9, and 10, in terms of wins and losses, really didn't go the way the A's had hoped for. How did you make the most of those opportunities and continue to build your resume as what you believe to be as an everyday big league player, which you certainly proved over time? Yeah, so I wasn't, you know, when I initially came, I was I was there just to play against left-handed pitchers, and my goal was to, you know, to, to be that everyday um, player and um, you know Oakland gave me an opportunity um, to just play right at the major league level and 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 really prove myself and the thing is you know what I did uh, to 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 my credit was stay healthy enough to be um, ready when other players went down when other players got hurt when other players got injured and so um, taking advantage of those opportunities um, um, is was the key for me just being ready. I know you did this with other clubs after you left the athletics, like with the Blue Jays and certainly with the Indians, and we'll get to the 
one of the most famous home runs in, in World Series history. But what was it like robbing home runs at the Coliseum? What was it like for Rajay Davis to go in the gap, leave your feet, and grab that line drive out of the air and have you know, one of the most passionate fan bases behind you and recognizing this guy's having fun, he's playing the game the right way, and he's, he's bringing out so much joy when he's on the field? You know, I think it's one, one, one of the better feelings when, you know, you, you know the guy expects, you know, when he hits the ball so hard, he ain't hits it so far, and you just use your speed to catch up to the ball, right? And catch the ball in the gap or, you know, you 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 um you 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 get a diving catch or you take one, you bring one back, you go over the fence and bring one back. Those are those are exciting plays, you know, that you that you remember and um that's all part of, you know, just having fun and and playing the game like you like like when you, like you were a kid. You know? What what did you take away from Oakland as you moved on to other clubs? What what did you feel like? What was different from when you first walked through the doors as an athletic? After, as you mentioned before, with with you know, the things going through your mind about being a release player, maybe getting a new lease on life, you made the most of that over three years, and then you had a chance to go further. What did Oakland mean for Rajay Davis? So in Oakland, I was able to be myself. So I, I, I played my game. My game was you know hitting line drives um, and stealing a lot of bases. You know, and I was able to, you know, uh, drive the ball to right field, right? So that was my game. That's when I was at my best. I could, I could hit for a higher average at that point. I can get on base, um, and you know, I was able to play my game, um, and, and that's what I learned in in, in Oakland. Just playing, my, being who I am, you know, and, and playing that kind of game. How hard was it to play on the turf in Toronto, day in and day out? Well, the hardest part was I had. Um, I had three um, monsters that were hitting bombs, and I wanted to hit bombs like them. They had Joey Bats, they had Edwin Encarnacion, he had, you know, at that time Brett Lowry was hitting bombs, and JPR in Syria. And we had some guys who could hit the ball a long ways, and um, you, you try to fit in um, instead of, like, for me, um, playing the game that was successful. And so um, for three years, really, I got out of my, out of my game plan, and um, you know, try to, you know, drive the ball a little bit more. And, um, you know, I think, um, you know, that's that's one of the things, lessons I really learned, you know, in those three years in Toronto. I know one thing I remember, and I think it's 14, when the A's are playing the Tigers and you're with the Tigers, and it was like the, the A's had a chance to sweep a four-game series in Detroit for the first time in like 30 years. <laughs> and the bases are loaded and Sean Doolittle's on the mound, and Rajay Davis is at the plate, and you spoiled everything for the A's, but it was probably one of the most magic regular season moments for you in your career. What was that grand slam like against the Athletics? So we're talking about the walk-off grand slam on June, uh, June 30th, 2014. <laughs> Not that I remember the date or anything. <laughs> you know, it's funny because we had a little joke the next, the following year at uh, at a, one of our events uh, to begin the year, and and I, and I quoted that date verbatim, you know, because they weren't talking about it, so I wanted to make sure we brought that up mm -hmm. uh, because of such a um, a moment that I could remember. It was a moment that I dreamed about. It was a moment that I would visualize. It was a moment that it was it was something that I actually practiced um, in my alone time. Um, you know, when I, when I was at the, at the, at the, um, you know, at the house, um, but it was in that moment. And when you come up to a plate at that moment, you're like, oh, okay, this is what I've seen before. You know, this is the time. Right. And, you know, you expect to do something great in these moments, um, you know, but when you've already gone through that and done it already, you know, in your mind, it's, it's like, it brings you to another place. And, 
um, to actually see it come to pass is, in the reality is it's a whole nother thing, right? Um, right. And so it, it was really, really, um, you know, because, I mean, it, that moment doesn't happen if the guys in front of me don't get on base. We're down three runs. It's, it's the bottom of the ninth. You know, and, um, you know, Jackson has a great at bat before me, right before me. Austin Jackson has a great at bat. He walks to load the bases. And then I come up and I'm like, man, you know, I, I know he's got a good fastball. I know he's got a good fastball. Um, and, the you know, it was it was like, OK. And if he throws me this fastball, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to I'm trying to, you know, just maybe just hit it to right field or something like that. Just. You know, get a good pitch hit. But when he threw me that first pitch, it was a curveball in the dirt, a slider in the dirt, and I saw it so good. I was like, uh-oh, somebody's in trouble. Uh, in my mind, I was thinking, man, he's in trouble because I saw that too good. Like, I didn't even, like, flinch at hitting it. I was like, and then he threw another one. <clears throat> I think it was a, a a slider in the middle of the plate, and, you know, it was uh, it was fortunate enough to put a good swing on it and, and, and celebrate, you know, with everyone – my first base coach, my third base coach, and then Miggy hits meets me halfway between third and, and home, you know, to to celebrate with my my uh, my team um, teammates before before I even reach home. Um, but that was such a, a great it was a it was a, first off it was a great team to be a part of, um, and it was a fun team. Um, but to be that guy to you know kind of um, you know finish off that night was nice. Driven in the air toward left field. That ball is deep. That ball is way back. And it's a game winner. He walked him off. Grand slam home run. Rajay Davis. A stunning, and I mean stunning, comeback win tonight for the Tigers. You took it to another level, times 10, if you will. Bottom of the eighth inning in Cleveland, you talk about what guys got to get on ahead of me. The first two guys are out against Aroldis Chapman in the World Series, Cubs against the Indians. And then a couple things happen, and all of a sudden you choke up on the bat as you stand in the box in one of the most magical moments for anybody to experience. Can you take me through it a little bit, almost like slow motion, the way it un unfolded and where you became Mr. Cleveland, and deservedly so, with that, that Titanic swing? Yeah, so I mean, um, you know, when you when you're there on in on in the uh, on deck circle, and you're watching everything, you're listening to the crowd. You're, we're down by two at the time. Um, Ramirez just got a hit up the middle, right? Now he's on, you know, on first. I think I don't know how he got to second. So so he, uh, I think actually he scores from first on the double with uh, from Geyer. So I'm walking up to the plate, knowing I'm the tie and run. And and you know, knowing that you know, with something special here, because this is this. I mean, when you're back, I gotta revert back to when I'm in Little League, right? When I'm a kid in the backyard, you know, and I'm thinking about everyone's thinking about you know the World Series, hitting, being the guy to hit the home run. Because I grew up watching Joe Carter. I watched the that home run uh, to win the World Series. I watched him jump all around the bases. That was fun for me watching that. And so you want to be that guy, right? Everyone wants to be that guy. Not everyone gets the opportunity to. And so I'm coming up to the plate. And I'm like, oh, this is it. This is the moment to remember. So I had a prayer. I was like, Lord, help me. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't stand a chance of this guy. You know, this guy is, he's a giant. Um, I felt like David, you know. 
And, um, you know, I just had, uh, I just uh, asked God to help me and send you, send your biggest angels because I'm going to need help. <laughs> um, and, and, and it looks like he came through. But what about the swing? I mean, t- take me to the final swing and seeing the ball go down the line. It's a 19-foot high wall in Cleveland. I mean, yeah. sometimes guys would hit the ball and they would be robbed because of that wall would deny guys. It right. didn't deny you. So I knew that if I hit the ball front, right, I could, I could, um, I could, I could hit it hard somewhere. Um, and he, fortunately, he came into my, my, my happy zone. So he threw it into my happy zone, right? And I, all I did was I wasn't, it wasn't like I was, I was, I, first off, it's November, so the bat is extremely heavy, right, at this point. That's why I'm so choked out so much. I, I realized he's throwing 100. I'm not going to be able to get this bat through the zone with the way my body's feeling. I'm like, okay, I just want to just throw a barrel. That's the only thing. I want to just throw a barrel. And, you know, um, I, I I got a pitch. I was just like the, I think this is like the seventh pitch or so. So I'm, I'm I'm gauging him the whole time and 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 getting my timing with and he throws another pitch down and in and I I just happened to catch it out in front and when it left my bat I was like oh my that's for sure at least off the wall because I'm like thinking man this is gonna hit off the wall I'm like and if this hits off the wall I gotta be I gotta be on second I can't be like I can't get thrown out a second I gotta be on second because I'm gonna score I'm gonna score this um this tie and run. I hit that ball and I said, "Wow, I'm looking, I'm looking. Oh, did it go? Did it go?" And then, and then I saw, I see, I see the um, the ball bounce, and I thought it bounced back into the field. Um, so um, you know, once once everybody celebrated and just going around the bases was crazy. I mean, the, the euphoria of that then, unfortunately, doesn't turn out the way you want it to because the Cubs end up winning. Let's wrap things up with Rajay Davis and our Where Are They Now segment. How's family? How are things in Connecticut? The kid that grew up using boxing to help him get uh, to baseball. And then uh, how are the kids and how's everybody doing? Oh, my family's doing well. Um, my son is, you know, seven. My daughter's eight now. My, I got my son in a little league. My, my, my daughter's a little dancer. So she does dance competition. Uh, she travels around doing that. And uh, my son just loves baseball. And uh, so I coach him up, and, and we, uh, we're going to go from there. Thanks for the visit. Appreciate it, Rajay. Great memories, and always, always good to see you. Love that smile. It hasn't changed one bit. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Rajay Davis, and where are they now? This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.